0: today's read during today's read i will be accompanied by uh, mother nature sounds i am out in nature doing this reading so please welcome them as they put their two cents in today's read is from the broader file volume two survival strategies for africans in america 13 steps to freedom step seven develop cultural and holistic approaches to health. The quality of our health is influenced by many factors, finance, sex, culture, and ethnicity. Of profound significance is the degree to which the European model has been used as the standard against which all others are measured this is exemplified by the phrase in the pink which refers to a person of european ancestry who is in good physical condition in the pink refers to the observable phenomena of oxygen-rich red blood coursing through the arteries beneath pale white skin the rules of basic color combinations still hold true whether it is in an art class or the body red and white still make pink Because of the high concentration of melanin present in the skin of Africans, we can never be in the pink. Our skin is not as translucent, and it is much more difficult to ascertain when we become flushed. Consequently, we must use a different criteria to observe and express the health status of African people. Granted, all human bodies have many common traits, and these similarities should not be overlooked. Deepak Chopra, MD, author of Ageless Body, Timeless Mind, informs us that the cells in all of our bodies undergo six trillion reactions every second of every day. He describes this miraculous process of cellular regeneration with profound clarity. The skin replaces itself once a month, the stomach lining every five days, the liver every six weeks, and the skeleton every three months. By the end of this year, 98% of the atoms in your body will have been exchanged for new ones. Our bodies comprise many systems, reproductive, circulatory, digestive, and others that must all work individually and collectively to achieve the state of wholeness we call health. Many Western-trained healers, physicians, psychiatrists, dentists, and others are just beginning to acknowledge holistic approaches to health that have been practiced in other cultures for thousands of years. Traditional African healing is holistic and is based on the healer's understanding of the interrelationship of a person's mind, body, and spirit, and how they all interact with nature and the universe. The European or Western approach of health is predicated on the belief that the mind is separate from the body and the soul is non-existent because it cannot be seen, weighed, or measured. Such an approach to medicine considers the body to be unaffected by universal forces. Most healthcare providers are unaware that the caduceus, the universal symbol of the medical profession, actually symbolizes an ancient, holistic approach to medicine. This symbol is of African origin, and it represents the physical, mental, and spiritual components of the human body as defined by ancient African priests, scientists, and physicians if you were to ask your physician the meaning of the caduceus i would hazard a guess that nine out of ten would be unable to give you a satisfactory answer their inability to do so is not a reflection of their ability to dispense medical advice it merely indicates their lack of knowledge of african history the caduceus is a modification of a comedic symbol that was associated with healing The caduceus represents the human body and the systems within the body that must be properly maintained and balanced for good health. It comprises a staff with two serpents intertwined around it and a globe on top of the staff with wings projecting from both sides. The globe represents the brain and the staff symbolizes the spinal column which is connected to the base of the brain. The two serpents represent the flow of oxygen, blood, and nutrients from the heart to the entire body via the circulatory system. The wings represent the state of ease or equilibrium that is created in the body when the energy flow within the circulatory and nervous systems is unimpeded. If the flow of energy becomes impaired, a state of disease occurs and the body becomes susceptible to illness at the site of the blockage. The origin of the Caduceus can be traced back to the African civilization of Kemet in the Nile Valley at the temple of Seti I 1300 circa 1300 BCE. Seti I or Seti I. Mm. There is a wonderful relief carving of Jehuti, the African Netcher or God who was associated with the science of medicine. Jehuti holds in his left hand two staffs with a single serpent intertwined around each. Each staff and serpent represent the upper and lower geographical regions of Kemet. They also represent the upper and lower regions of the human body. In this carving, Jehudi is also holding in his right hand an Ankh, the symbol of life, which he extends to the nostrils of King Seti. Seti receives the breath of life and the promise of health and well-being from Jehudi, the master healer. Jehudi was also regarded as the mythological teacher of Imhotep, who is recorded in history as the world's first physician Imhotep was a multidisciplinarian who lived in Kemet around 2630 BCE and practiced medicine over 1900 years before the birth of Hippocrates, the reputed quote-unquote father of medicine in Greek history. Jehudi was acknowledged in Kemet as the god of science, medicine, mathematics, and writing. He was also associated with measurement and was considered a master of the spoken word. Jehudi was regarded as the divine articulator of speech and possessed the ability to bring objects into existence via the spoken word. He was referred to as Toth by the early Greeks who visited Kemet. The word thought was derived from the Greek word Toth which referred to the cognitive abilities of Jehudi, the Kemetic god of divine speech. Let us not forget the words of Ossie Davis, who reminded us in step three that thinking is sub-vocal speech. Much of the medical and scientific terminology used today originated from the Romans and Greeks who acquired some of their concepts from the people of Kemet. When Kemet was conquered by Greece in 332 BCE, it was renamed Egypt. After this conquest, many elements of comedic science, philosophy, and culture were infused into Greek culture and, over time, were attributed to the Greeks. One such example was the Hellenization of Jehudi, who became known to the Greeks as Hermes, the god of medicine. Greek depictions of Hermes show him carrying a staff with two serpents intertwined around it. This instrument was called the Staff of Hermes and eventually became known as the Caduceus. When the Romans conquered the Greeks and gained control of Egypt in 30 BCE, they integrated elements of Greek culture into their society. Subsequently, the Greek god Hermes became known to the Romans as Mercury, the god of medicine. The Roman god Mercury assumed all of the attributes of Hermes and the Staff of Hermes was referred to as the Staff of Mercury. With this background, it is apparent, even to the most feeble mind, that Mercury was a Roman version of the Greek Hermes, and both were European versions of Jehudi, the comedic God of Medicine. Mercury was synonymous with speed, as it is the planet which travels the fastest around the sun. It completes its orbit in just 88 days. The sun was a symbol that represented God to the ancients in Europe and Africa, and it also symbolized the human mind. In Roman mythology, Mercury was called the messenger of the gods since the planet Mercury has the quickest orbit around the Sun. This speed also symbolizes the ability of Mercury to quickly disseminate messages from the Sun God to the other planets in the solar system, the lesser gods. This symbolism also served as a profound metaphor for a specific activity that takes place within the human body. Modern neurologists view the brain as the central processing computer that coordinates myriad functions within the body. To ancient scientists, this same process was expressed much more poetically. To them, the brain was the sun within our internal solar system. The chemical messages from the brain, our sun, were transmitted throughout the body via the circulatory system onto the other organs or planets within the body. These chemical messages are called... Hormones and they direct the activity of specific organs and tissues in the body. The word hormone was derived from the Greek word Hermes, who had the dual responsibility, as did Mercury, of being the god of medicine and messenger of the gods. Hormones are chemical substances produced in one area of the body, which cause an effect in a different part of the body. The World Book Encyclopedia states that hormones serve as a means of communication among various parts of an organism. They act as chemical messengers that help these parts function together in a coordinated way. The word hormone comes from a Greek word that means set in motion. Hormones control such body activities as growth development and reproduction. If an organism fails to produce the proper kind or amount of hormones, serious disturbances or even death may result. Most hormones in the body are produced by organs called endocrine, ductless glands. They secrete hormones into the bloodstream, which distributes them throughout the body. When a hormone arrives at its designation, the specific organ or tissue it affects, it causes specific actions to occur. The pineal gland, which was once considered a vestige organ, is now acknowledged as the master gland in the body. It secretes hormones that affect the secretion of hormones in the other endocrine glands. Throughout the ages, the actions of the pineal gland have been associated with Jehudi, Toth, Hermes, and Mercury. Each mythological figure was affiliated with the science of medicine and considered to be a messenger of God and bearer of divine gifts, thought, and speech. Modern healthcare professionals have retained the signs associated with the field of medicine, but many are unaware of their deeper symbolic meaning. Within traditional African societies and in numerous cultures throughout the world, people still celebrate adolescence. The transition of a child into adulthood that begins at puberty. This period is marked by an onslaught of hormonal activity that produces dramatic physical changes in the bodies of males and females. A rite of passage was usually initiated in the 13th year of life and prepared youth for the beginning of a mental, physical, and spiritual metamorphosis into adulthood. A rite of passage was essential if youth were to learn how to function as adults and sustain the harmony, integrity, and stability of the village. The idea of an entire village raising a child is not a worn out cliche, it is a fact of life. The attributes of Jehudi and the meanings associated with Toth. The caduceus hermes and mercury have been lost over the ages but the process they represent will continue to exist as long as there are humans on earth when people are separated from the deeper meaning of life they suffer many hardships those who have forgotten the importance of rites of passages will produce children to whom life has no value or meaning Not only has the significance of sacred rituals been forgotten by Africans in communities throughout America over the years, critical values have been lost at a time when they are needed most. In these modern times, single parent families are becoming the norm and extended families are practically non-existent. The closeness of the village no longer exists. Children are producing children at an increasingly younger age and they lack the life skills necessary to pass knowledge on to the next generation. To further compound matters, we have witnessed a continual decline in the age that youth reaches puberty. Today, it is not uncommon for a female to begin her menstrual cycle as early as eight or nine years of age. Research indicates that this change, as well as the tremendous increase in the size of our children, closely parallels the growth of the fast food industry over the past 30 years. Almost two generations of children have been raised on fast food. The chickens, cows, and pigs that are served in most restaurants were previously fed a diet of growth hormones in an attempt to minimize the time span between their birth and slaughter the same growth hormones fed to livestock continue working inside the bodies of youngsters long after they have eaten their happy meals these chemical substances now wreak havoc within young bodies and are accelerating the onset of puberty it would not surprise me to see future government regulations that require warning labels on all fast food products to advise parents of the risks associated with allowing their children to ingest hormone-laden food. I am reminded of an old axiom, you are what you eat. In light of this fact, I feel that all of our children deserve a break, today and every day. Children deserve to be raised by thoughtful adults who will protect them as youth and prepare them for adulthood. If it takes a village to raise a child, it takes culture to sustain a village. Where there is no culture, there is no village, and the people will perish.